from Springfield, Massachusetts. Hello and good Thursday evening, saltwater fish keepers. Welcome to Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat here on American Variety Network. Brought to you by Care of Sea and Blue Zoo Aquatics. I'm your host, Aqua Alex Cardinelli. For all my Irish fish keepers out there, I'd like to wish you a happy St. Patrick's Day. Now, don't get too drunk. I hope you are doing well. Tonight on Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat, I'm going to talk about a fish that has a lot of personality and is an interesting fish in the saltwater hobby. It is a very popular fish and loved by many saltwater hobbyist. I'm going to talk about triggerfish. I'm going to be talking about many different species of triggerfish tonight, and I'll be providing you information on keeping triggerfish in a home saltwater aquarium. Some of the most popular triggerfish in the aquarium hobby are Niger triggers, Humu Humu triggers, Bursa triggers, Clown triggers, and Undilated triggers. I'm going to talk about many of these awesome species. Now, here is the planned topics for the show tonight. Did you know facts on triggerfish? The many different species of triggerfish, feeding, take mate, and care for triggerfish. Plus, I'll answer the question I've always wanted myself. Are triggerfish related to pufferfish? And I'll answer the question, are there any reef-safe triggerfish? Now, if you have any questions, please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one. So, let us learn about triggerfish on today's episode of Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat. Hey, calling all fish keepers. It's time to chat aquariums right here, right now on American Variety Network. Fish keeper Alex Cardinale, his fish keeping hosts, and his fish keeping guests will chat about anything and everything aquarium fish. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We present to you Aquarium Talk the Podcast, which is our tropical fish-keeping podcast where we will discuss anything from freshwater catfish to freshwater oddballs to the awesome saltwater clownfish, tans, and even corals and live rock. So fish keepers, sit back, relax, and unwind. Aquarium Talk the Podcast is now on the air. And he is doing rather well. 
And let me tell you, when he got here, his bag was freezing cold. I thought he was going to die. But, man, he is a really hardy fish, and I love my Niger Trigger. He's going to be a keeper for sure. Very, very nice fish. So I just thought I would share that story with you, even though I got the days all mixed up. But it shipped out on uh, Wednesday for Thursday arrival, but it came two days late, of course. All right. The next reason why I like trigger fish is because I love the way that they swim. They are a very unique fish, and they have a very cool swimming pattern. I also like how they hide under a rock. They lodge themselves under a nice rock, and you won't be able to see them. And it really is pretty cool. And they will eat just about anything. They remind me of a saltwater version of an Oscar cichlid, because triggers will down just about anything. I mean, my Niger Trigger eats everything that hits the aquarium. He eats bloodworms, my SS shrimp, brine shrimp, garlic flakes, and he even ate a cleaner shrimp. So my Trigger eats everything, and I'm pretty sure most Triggers are going to eat anything you put in a tank that you offer them. So that is what I like about triggers. Okay, so let's get into some fun did-you-know facts on triggerfish. Triggerfish are highly resilient animals, and for the most part, they ship well and feed from the time they are collected to the time they make it into your home aquarium. Triggerfish are about 40 species of often brightly colored fish. Often marked by lines and spots, they inhabit tropical and subtropical oceans throughout the world with the greatest species richness in the Indo-Pacific. Most are found in relatively shallow coastal habitats, especially at coral reefs. But a few, such as the aptly named oceanic triggerfish, are pelagic. While several species from this family are particularly in the marine aquarium trade, they are often notoriously ill-tempered. Triggerfish can grow anywhere from 7 inches to 3 feet in length. Triggerfish have an oval-shaped, highly compressed body. The head is large, terminating in a small but strong-jawed mouth with teeth adapted for crushing shells. The eyes are small, set far back from the mouth at the top of the head. Now, did you know as a protection against predators, triggerfish can erect the first two dorsal spines. The first anterior spine is locked in place by erection of the short second spine and can be unlocked only by depressing the second trigger spine, hence the family name triggerfish. That is 
pretty cool. It is almost sort of like a puffer fish because when a puffer fish sees a predator, it puffs up. But when a trigger fish sees a predator, it'll uh, trigger its two dorsal spines, which is pretty cool. Now, the rather bizarre anatomy of the trigger fish reflects their typical diet of slow-moving, bottom-dwelling crustaceans, mollusks, sea urchins, and other invertebrates, generally creatures with protective shells and spines. Some even eat small fish, plankton, and algae. Now, did you know some triggerfish species can be quite aggressive when guarding their eggs? Both the Picasso and Titan triggerfish viciously defend their nest against intruders in the oceans. Now, the jaws of the triggerfish are very powerful, and they enable the fish to crush food quickly. In the home aquarium, it is advised to never hand feed a trigger fish as they can bite your finger pretty badly. They have tiny teeth that are very powerful that help them to consume food. Their teeth may be tiny, but they do have a big bite because they have to eat things with shells. They are bottom dwellers. Finding crabs, worms, and other crustaceans, such as mollusks, from the bottom of the sea floor. They use their fins to remove the debris in their way, which is pretty cool. They also shoot water out of the mouth in an effort to remove sand. Then they can dig below the remains to get to their sources of food. They can consume large amounts of food per day and spend many hours seeking food. So that's some cool did-you-know facts on trigger fish. So let's start talking about the different trigger fish species, shall we? We'll start with my favorite and my current trigger, the Niger trigger, Odonis Niger. Not all trigger fish are rambunctious brutes. Odonis Niger, the popular Niger or red tooth trigger from the Indo-Pacific is usually quite peaceful and well-mannered by trigger fish standards anyway. It's also quite hardy, adaptable, and beautiful. The Niger trigger does get large. The maximum potential size is over the 19-inch range, counting the long fin extensions, though most captive specimens aren't going to reach that length. I would say generally a Niger trigger will go anywhere from 12 inches to 19 inches in captivity. Nonetheless, I would not recommend keeping a Niger trigger in anything smaller than a 120-gallon aquarium. Now, Niger triggers will eat just about anything. 
but I really recommend providing a good diet for a nitrous trigger. You should provide them with clams, mollusks, frozen shrimp, market shrimp. You can provide them with live brine shrimp, live uh, myesis shrimp, frozen myesis shrimp, frozen brine shrimp, bloodworms. They will literally eat just about anything. Now let's talk about tank mates for the Niger Trigger. Niger Triggers are one of few re-safe triggers. So Nigers can get along with anything that is too big to be eaten. They can be kept with tanks, they can be kept with angelfish, they can be kept with other triggers, they can be kept with pufferfish, they can be kept with rabbitfish, they can be kept with eels, and larger invertebrates. I'd keep them with coral and uh, larger starfish and uh, large lobsters and those sorts of things. However, not all nitrogen triggers are reef safe. Some will eat coral and some will eat any invertebrate. It really depends on the individual trigger. But we'll talk about reef safe triggers later on in the show. That was the Niger trigger, a very nice fish that we just talked about. They've got a very nice purple color. Now we're going to talk about the Humu Humu, also known as the Picasso triggerfish. Now, the Picasso triggerfish is easy to keep as long as you're willing to feed it enough. Too often, aquarists purchase a cute little Picasso trigger only to watch it slowly waste away. This fate could be avoided if the trigger fish keeper was feeding his or her fish enough. Try and give the young Picasso triggerfish food at least three and preferably five times a day. Meals should consist of a variety of chopped seafood, frozen preparations for herbivores, frozen myesa shrimp, and frozen krill. Adult Picasso triggerfish can live on fewer feedings per day. Just make sure you watch the back muscles and the belly. If even look pinched in, feed more. The Picasso triggerfish reaches a maximum length of about 10 inches. Now, the Picasso triggerfish occurs from South Africa East to the Hawaiian Islands. It is found over shallow lagoon sand flats to at least 70 feet on reef slopes. The adult Picasso triggerfish can be kept with larger boulder fish species, such as moray eels, groupers, snappers, large angelfish, surgeonfish, rabbitfish, and pufferfish. It is a good idea to house only one Picasso trigger per aquarium as they are likely to duel or fight to the death. Now, the adult Picasso triggerfish can be kept in a 55-gallon species aquarium or a community aquarium that is 100 gallons or larger. 
And oddly enough, the Picasso trigger is named after the artist Picasso because of the color that the Picasso trigger fish has. All right, now we're going to talk about one of my brother Jimmy's favorite trigger and my favorite trigger as well as one of my many favorite trigger fish, the Bursa trigger fish. Now, the Bursa trigger fish is also known as the Black Patch trigger fish. This fish has a face that is half white and half yellow. It also has a pencil-thin mustache and a colorful mask across the eye. Another distinguishing feature is a large black circle area on the abdomen. The Bursa triggerfish is a beautiful and popular fish in the aquarium hobby. The fish has a yellow body with markings that make it look like a work of abstract art. In the wild, Bursa triggerfish are most commonly found in shallow reef edge areas with sandy bottoms. They are found both in seaward and lagoon reef areas where they feed on tunicates, mollusks, crustaceans, corals, fish, and sea urchins. As with most triggerfish, they are not reef safe. This is because they are destructive toward other fish and inverts in their aquariums. Bursa triggerfish are considered to be fairly hardy. They have strong teeth and jaws and may chew through items in their aquariums. Any inanimate object in the aquarium should be sturdy and well anchored. Often, triggerfish will rearrange objects in the aquarium. Maximum size. The Bursa triggerfish grows up to 9 inches in length. Feeding and diet of the Bursa trigger. The Bursa trigger is a carnivore that can be fed a mixed diet of shrimp, squid, clams, fish, and other meaty fares suitable for carnivores, as well as marine algae and vitamin-enriched herbivore foods. All right, that is the Bursa trigger fish. Let's talk about a trigger even non-saltwater fish keepers would know about, and that is a clown trigger. Local fish stores and pet stores often promote these things very well. Clown trigger. The clown trigger fish is a solitary fish most commonly found around coral reefs near steep drop-offs. It has strong jaws, which can be used to crush and eat sea urchins, crustaceans, and hard-shelled mollusks. The clown trigger fish is a dark brown body fish with large white spots on the underside. There is a squared yellow patch below the dorsal fin, which has leopard-like brown spots. The mouth is yellow and ridged with white. There is a yellow band under the eyes and across the bridge of the snout. The second dorsal fin and anal fin are colorless with yellow bases and highlight. The tail base is yellow with black spots and the cattle fin is black with a vertical yellow 
banned. The Klaus Kriegerfish has a dramatic coloration, making this species a most sought-after addition to the home aquarium. The Klaus Kriegerfish is found along the inner and outer portions of a reef in the wild, wherever shellfish and other invertebrates are found. Among the most colorful, the cloud trigger fish is also one of the most aggressive, commonly kept inhabitants of an aquarium. Yes, that's right, folks. Cloud triggers are really aggressive. Care should be taken in selecting its tank mates, choosing other aggressive large fish. The tank decor should also be chosen based on the propensity of the cloud trigger fish to rearrange it. Maximum size. The cloud trigger fish grows up to 14 inches in length. Now, minimum tank size for a cloud trigger fish. A 100-gallon tank or larger aquarium provides good environment for a clown trigger fish. Now, clown triggers are a very nice fish, but they can turn very aggressive and kill almost all of their tank mates. I don't know if I will ever keep a clown trigger, but if I were to keep a clown trigger, it would have to have been with tank mates for at least a year. Because I like clown triggers, but I can't keep one fish per tank. I've never been able to have a solitary fish in a tank. So if I were to have a clown trigger, I probably would get one that, was been, that has been with fish for a year, or I would buy a juvenile one, grow him up with fish, and hope that he would get along with other fish. But they are a very nice fish, and like I said earlier, even non-saltwater fish keepers, and heck, even non-fish keepers know about a clown trigger. All right, we're going to talk about a very beautiful trigger now, the blue-lined trigger fish. The blue-lined trigger fish, also known as ripple trigger fish, is a brilliant blue color. This fish is known for its aggressiveness, and many divers choose to stay away from them as they bite often. A beautifully colored fish as a juvenile, the blue-eyed triggerfish adults tend to become belligerent in attitude and subdued in color. They tend to aquascape your tank for you in search of invertebrates and will often chase and nip fish that get too close. They also tend to be regarded as a menace and will inflict a serious bite if given a chance. This is yet another gorgeous trigger that gets quite large. While juveniles may pick on newly introduced tank mates or smaller fish, larger specimens should only be housed with other large fish capable of holding their own with bold tank mates. Don't keep blue line trigger fish or most other large triggers with small thin fish as they will be eaten. 
This fish is often shy when initially introduced to the aquarium, hiding in preferred shelter site when you first enter the room. But with time, many specimens will begin to associate their caretaker with food. It will welcome your arrival and swim near the water surface waiting for a tasty morsel. It is also notorious for rearranging the decor of the aquarium and makes an interesting pet that can thrive for years in the aquarium. Now, the maximum size. The blue line sugarfish grows up to 22 inches in length, one of the biggest uh, triggers available in the saltwater hobby. All right. Now, we're going to talk about my brother's favorite trigger, the blue jaw trigger. Now, the blue jaw triggerfish has a roundish, laterally flat body with an anterior dorsal fin. They can erect the first two dorsal spines. The first one locks and the second one unlocks. This prevents predators from swallowing them or pulling them out of their holes. The blue jaw triggerfish has a small pectoral fin fused to one spine. Their small eyes situated on top of their big head can be rotated independently. They have tough skin covered with rough shaped scales that form a tough armor on their body. A big angular shaped head extends into a snot with strong jaws and sharp teeth made for crushing shells. Each jaw contains a row of eight teeth, while the upper jaw contains another set of six plate-like teeth. Probably one of the best trigger fish for the reef aquarium, the blue jaw trigger fish will not bother corals, but may nip at clams or invertebrates. If you plan to keep it with shrimp, add the shrimp first. It can be kept with a large variety of other fish, except small reef fish. One male can be housed with several females. Now, male blue jaw triggers have a very beautiful blue coloration on their chin. Females are rather dull looking and really don't have a blue color. Provide them with several hiding places where it can retreat to. As with all triggerfish, the blue jaw triggerfish will wedge itself into a rock when it sleeps and lock itself in by raising its dorsal fin. This defense mechanism makes it difficult for predators to attack it while it is resting. The male sports a bright blue jaw and yellow fin margins, while the female does not. So the male, like I said, has a bright blue jaw coloration and yellow fins and a yellow spot on its tail, while the female does not have any color. Maximum size. The blue jaw triggerfish grows up to 14 inches in length, but in the home aquarium, 10 inches is most common. Now we're going to talk about the pink tail triggerfish. The pink tail triggerfish has a handsome emerald green body and a bright pink tail. Yellow and shins the body at the face and pectoral fins with darker flecks on the scales. A 75-gallon or larger aquarium with rocks and caves provides a good environment. With caution, it can be used in a reef tank. 
better behaved than Niger trigger, the pink-tailed triggerfish is probably the most desirable for the reef aquarium. It's very shy at first, but will become friendlier than many of the other triggers and not become aggressive with age, but more tame. It is very hardy and can be kept with peaceful fishes of equal size or larger. It is not as likely to re-aquascape your tank as the other triggerfish species often will. Will eat shrimps and other crustaceans. Maximum size. The pink-tailed triggerfish grows to about 14 inches in length, and they are a very nice fish. I actually would like to get a pink-tailed trigger, but I have yet to see one in my area. Undilated triggerfish. The undilated triggerfish, also known as the orange-lined triggerfish or orange-tailed triggerfish, has an attractive emerald green body with yellow-orange vertical stripes. A 55-gallon or larger aquarium with large pieces of rock to form caves is ideal. It will rearrange the aquarium landscaping in rocks. It vocalizes using a grunting sound. It is a hardy fish to keep with a temperament considered aggressive towards other fish in the tank. Now, the undilated trigger fish is a very desirable choice for the marine aquarium and is very sought after. Best known for its essential belligerent attitude, this fish can be shy when introduced but will get over this behavior quite quickly. Should be housed as the only trigger as it will likely to attack tankmates eventually. Will likely bite your hand. Be sure you know where this pretty specimen is at times when you are reaching into your tank. All right, and that is all of the species of triggerfish that I'm going to talk about on tonight's show. Now, there are many, many more species of triggerfish out there, but all the species that I covered are pretty much all of the species you will find at the local fish store and pretty much all the species that you're going to find pretty frequently in the saltwater hobby. All right, so right now I want to talk about care for all triggerfish in general. All triggerfish in general get pretty large, so they will require a large tank. So triggerfish belong in a tank 75 gallons and up. So I'd say 75 gallons, 90 gallons, 120 gallons, all the way to a 300-gallon tank is best for a triggerfish. However, you can grow a triggerfish out in a smaller tank, like a 29-gallon or a 55-gallon, as long as you plan on upgrading to a much larger tank. Water parameters for a trigger. Salinity needs to be kept at 1.020 to 1.026, and your pH should be anywhere from 8.2 to 8.4. Also, you should have your ammonia at zero and have regular water parameters. Your tank should be cycled. Feeding. 
Provide a meat diet. So feed them live ghost shrimp. Feed them brine shrimp, maestro shrimp, blood worms, market shrimp, scallops, clams, mollusk, herbivore food, pellets, and you could basically feed a sugar fish anything. But make sure to feed them several times daily because in the wild, sugar fish eat often, and they will not thrive if they don't get fed often. So I like to feed my nitro trigger three or four times a day. And I recommend you do that at home as well. Now, tank mates for the trigger fish could be tangs, yellow tangs, blue tangs, nasal tangs, any sort of tang does well with a trigger fish. Rabbit fish, such as the fox face low, the one spot fox face, the bicolor fox face, any of the Shiganus fox faces or rabbit fish will do well with triggers. Eels, puffers, other triggers, and large fish will do well with triggers. Provide plenty of hiding spaces for your trigger fish so they'll feel comfortable and they'll be more active during the day if you have hiding spots for them. And generally, if you have a lot of live rock or rock in your tank, your trigger fish will hide in there. But do be aware that trigger fish are actually excellent hiders. So if you ever have to take out rock for any reason, please be aware that your trigger fish may be lodged in the rocks hiding. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. All right. So what a great way to start the show. 38 great minutes of wonderful information. We're going to go ahead and take our short intermission and our short commercial break. Don't go, don't go anywhere because coming up next we're going to have a lot more information on triggers. So saltwater fish keepers, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When I come back, we're going to have more info on triggers. Now during this commercial break, we're going to hear two songs followed by our infomercials and our commercials. Now, I'd like to remind all of our saltwater fish keepers out there, if you're looking to buy a new trigger fish, check out BlueZooAquatics.com. You can save 15% off your order by using the coupon code AVNCOUPON. So if you're looking to buy a trigger fish, go to BlueZooAquatics.com and apply the coupon code AVNCOUPON. All right, guys and gals, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Coming up next, next. A discussion on are there any re-saved trigger fish. A discussion on are triggers related to puffer fish. A discussion on ways to keep more than one trigger in an aquarium and much more. Don't go anywhere.
Quality products such as live sand for saltwater aquariums, which will help cycle your aquarium. Life Rock, the best and safest alternative to live rock without the unwanted pests. The best line of aquarium chemicals for both fresh and salt water. Next time you need quality products for your tank, give Carib Sea a try. Check us out at CaribSea.com.
Earth Residence, coming to the American Variety Network, is the very first Massachusetts-themed podcast called The Mass Effect. The Mass Effect will focus on current news and events taking place in Massachusetts. It will also have special guests from Massachusetts, and I will feature some businesses from Massachusetts. The Mass Effect debuts Friday, March 18th, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern. So, if you live in Massachusetts, expect to hear The Mass Effect every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on American Variety Network. Massachusetts residents, join us for our debut Friday, March 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Next Saturday, March 19th, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, it'll be our next episode of Saturday Live with Alex Cardinelli. Our special guest, will be Crayfish Man James Jones. James Jones returns to the American Variety Network for the first time in 2016. Plus, our featured recipe in Cooking on Saturdays next week will be chicken fried steak. Plus, I'll answer your questions in next week's edition of Ask Away with Alice Cardinelli. Email your questions to alicegoyankeescardinelli19 at gmail.com. Don't miss our funny phone calls, funny audio clips, and all of our great segments on next Saturday, Saturday Live with Alice Cardinelli. We'll see you on Saturday, March 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the Easter Bunny, Alice Cardinelli. Show. 
This is the Saltwater Species Profile Series, live on Aquarium Talk, the podcast. Aqua Alex will talk about some of his most favorite saltwater species and educate you on these fantastic saltwater species. So, Saltwater Species Profile is now live on Aquarium Talk, the podcast on American Variety Network. Saltwater Fish Keepers, welcome back to Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat here on Aquarium Talk, the podcast. Tonight, I am talking about trigger fish. Before our commercial break, I was telling you some things about the trigger fish with our cool Did You Know Facts, and I talked about the different kinds of trigger fish such as the Niger Trigger, the Picasso Trigger, the Blue Jaw Trigger, and I told you how to care for the trigger fish in a home aquarium. And I talked about um, caring for the trigger fish, feeding it, and take mates for the trigger fish. Now, I'm going to get ready to talk about Resave trigger fish are trigger fish related to puffers and some more information on trigger fish. But I would like to remind you if you have any questions on trigger fish or if you want to call in and discuss your personal favorite trigger fish, please feel free to do so by calling 1-347-989-8142. That again is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So, are there any reef safe trigger fish? While the majority of trigger fish are not suitable for most reefs, there is a small group of triggers that are exceptions to the normal held rule. Now, these following trigger fish are considered reef safe. Crosshatch, blue throat, theragossum, pink tail, and niger. While they are regarded as reef safe, it mostly refers to corals. Any trigger fish might go after shrimp, hermit crabs, and crabs. So, yes, there are some reef safe triggers out there. They'll do perfectly fine with corals, but again, they will eat inverts like shrimps, hermit crabs, and crabs. And your reef-shaped triggers are generally nigers, pink tails, sargassums, blue throats, and crosshatches. Now, are trigger fish related to puffers? A question I have been wondering since I first entered the saltwater hobby. Well, trigger fish belong to the order Tetradontiformes which pufferfish belong to as well, the four tooth-bearing and the family Balacidae, and are closely related to nine other families, including, among others, cowfishes, filefish, puffers, and leather jackets. So, yes, triggerfish are related to puffers. They're also related to cowfish, filefish, and leather jackets. Most species in the order, and certainly all the members of the family, Blastidae, practice 
Boston Farm locomotion using a dorsal and annual fin rather than the caldew fin almost exclusively, although the cattle fin is sometimes used for short, short bursts of speed. In simple terms, these fish do not normally use their tail for swimming, but instead undulate their dorsal and annual fins, keeping their body rigid. This gives the effect of a small hoovercraft moving about and is part of what endures the fish to so many hobbyists like myself. So it's very interesting to know that triggers are related to puffers. Now, can you keep more than one trigger fish in a home aquarium? Yes, you can, but it ain't always going to work out because trigger fish may end up fighting. But there are ways to successfully keep more than one trigger fish in a home aquarium. And the ways you can't keep more than one trigger fish in an aquarium is to have different species of trigger fish. I would recommend having at least different species of triggers. Don't keep the same species of triggers in your aquarium because they will fight. So, for example, I plan on having a Niger trigger, either a Picasso or a Bursa trigger, and a Pink Tail trigger in my aquarium. So it's always best to have different species of triggers in your aquarium. And you should introduce them at the same time, if possible. And introduce them last so they have time to establish dominance in the aquarium and get to know each other. Those are my tips for keeping more than one trigger fish in a home aquarium. Now, the last thing I want to talk about for triggerfish is some information that I did not cover on tonight's show. Now, when first introducing triggerfish to your home aquarium, expect them to be very shy. You will not see your triggerfish for a long time, and that is possibly normal. It's actually very normal. So, do not worry. I was extremely worried when I did not see my nitrous trigger becoming active the first few days after I added him to my aquarium. I thought he was going to die, but he was getting used to the aquarium. When triggerfish are added to their aquariums, they usually hide in the rock day and night until they get used to their surroundings. So they're like dogs and cats. They have to get used to their surroundings first. But after a week or so, they will be out and about swimming and eating. So just be patient with them when you first get your trigger fish. Also, be very careful when hand-feeding your trigger because their teeth are very sharp and they can damage your finger and they can possibly bite your finger off. So be careful when hand-feeding your trigger fish, like I said earlier. Also, be very careful when using a net catching a trigger fish because their dorsal fin can cut right through your net and also can do damage to your fish as well. So I think that is everything on the trigger fish for tonight's show. I had a lot of fun talking about trigger fish. I hope you guys enjoyed this show, and I hope I helped you uh, become informed on the trigger fish. 
I love my Niger Trigger, and I love Triggerfish. So this was a fun show for me to do. If you ever have any questions on Triggerfish, please contact me on Facebook, Alice Cardinelli, or email me at alicegoyankeescardinelli19 at gmail.com. Also, you can check out the group that I own and I'm an admin of with my friend Jason Landon, who is a triggerfish lover, called Saltwater Keepers of New England. Jason and I will answer your questions on triggers. So, if you are looking for a new trigger, check out BlueZooAquatics.com because you can get triggers for 15% off if you use the coupon code AVN coupon. That's AVN coupon. All right, guys. Would you please like my fan page on Facebook, Aquarium Talks, the podcast, where starting tomorrow I will post fish profiles and updates on the show, Aquarium Talk, the podcast. I really would appreciate if you went over and liked that page. So, our next saltwater tropical fish chat is going to be on the infamous lionfish, a fish that I have a lot of respect for. So, I'll talk about lionfish on our next episode of Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat. Aqua Alice Cardinelli saying thank you for listening to this episode of Aquarium Talk the Podcast here on American Variety Network. Have a great rest of your night, and have a great rest of your St. Patrick's Day, and enjoy your aquariums and enjoy your trigger fish. Good night, everyone.
Thoughts on the show or to chat with other members. Have a good night and thanks for listening.